You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review on your favorite podcast player. We'd appreciate it. Today's guest is a U.S. Army vet, competitive powerlifter, husband and father of two girls, and is a self-published author. He's also been an online client of Marty's for the past two years. I'm sure we've got some good stories there. Uh, so today we welcome to the podcast John Roy. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome, welcome, John. sir. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, you've actually been doing some online stuff with Marty for the past couple of years. I'm sure there's a few tidbits in there. But what? Once you, one of you guys, once you give us just a little bit of background, set it up here. You know, how did you guys come together? What's been going on? What kind of gains have you been getting? What's what's the the, the background of the story here? Yeah, so um, I started uh, powerlifting, trying to get bigger, stronger in the barbell lifts probably about uh, five, six years ago. Uh, I was making some all right progress and, and stalled out. And around that time as well, my second daughter was born and uh, I work out in the mornings because that's when, you know, I know I'll get it done. And I'd get a set or two in and a uh, top set or two would get in and have to go help out with the baby. So um, I was basically just looking online for the least you could do with the strongest you could get. And uh, one of the first articles I think was Marty's about uh, Mark Chalet. And uh, I read it and I was like, well, I think that would work if I was squatting in the eight, nine hundreds, but I'm squatting in the threes. Uh, yeah. But then after a while, I just kept reading, kept listening to the podcast. I was like, well, you know, I've really been making good results on essentially doing that. So I decided to reach out and, um, and, and got some great results and some great help with Marty. Did you, well, that's good. Did you, did y'all do a phone consult? Yeah. 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 I reached out. I I didn't, we, I, um, we conversed for a long time before I met him. And then, uh, I heard you had a, a winter experience at the Gallagher's. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. How did that all come about? Uh, Last fall, uh, when I was getting ready for a meet in October, uh, Marty invited me down to Don Barry's. And just because of my wife works every other weekend, it's yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, it was kind of hard to get a weekend in. And then uh, this spring after a meet, uh, he he invited me down again. And I said, yeah, I, I have a weekend that works. And then uh, he said, give me a call when you're about half hour out. And I did. And he's like, oh, I guess you didn't get my email. Uh, I was like, uh, no, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, we canceled this weekend. I was like, oh, okay. And I was ready to turn oh, around. Oh, and all, right, all right, all right, time out, time out, time out. It was 15 damn degrees. <laughs> Listen, the and show was, must and, go on. And it was, and it was Come ice. On, Marty, you're getting and, and it was yeah. ice and because I live in the mountain. It was ice on the mountain. It was like, I'm not going, I would not go out. I wouldn't go to the grocery store and this stuff. And so I, I sent him an email saying, just, you know, forget it. And then 15 minutes later. <laughs> Knock on the door. Right. Hey man, uh, you, you know, it's what's those old uh, masters. You, you're, you're an expert on that, Marty. They will, they will crawl, you know, climb a mountain to get to the guru. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you got to go through. Yeah. Listen though. No, Marty, if I was if I was John and I got that phone call, I would have totally disregarded it too because I would go. You know what? Gallagher is testing me. Yeah. If I don't show up, he's going to banish me. JP. 
It's like Fight Club. Yes. So he passed the test. He's in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, honestly, it wasn't that bad for me. I grew up in PA, so <laughs> no ice. Whatever. I got. I got four wheel drive. I'll get there. Yeah. And so you trained yeah. in the barn, or you went to Donald's? Ah, uh, no, we couldn't get to Don's. We were iced in. So you went to say train in the barn, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the door was halfway yeah, we, off. We tried not to slip as we walked back to the garage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we went back there and, you know, it's like, all right, well, let's do something. Yeah. So I just uh, want to know, like, uh, John's impressions, you know, like. He's well, like, he's here. Ask him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. John, so you. You know, you walk back to the <laughs> barn. It's got the doors halfway off uh, on purpose just to mess with you. Yeah, I was like, let, I was like, like, hey, let's ready to go. Yeah. Um Because I've been in some some shady boxing places and you always feel right at home where it's like ceiling about to fall on us, you know, and there was one place where the ceiling fan did fall on a dude's head and you're just like, well, all right, we'll move yeah. to the side and keep going. So, yeah, I was I was like, yeah, let's let's go. Was the hole in the roof fixed? I can't remember. There was well, a Marty noticed not, one. It was not. Mark. If it wasn't snowing in, we had a period where we had a giant section out of the roof, and we couldn't get anybody <laughs> to repair it. So we had snow coming through the roof. Or Dude, that, how barn, did it, that barn is from the '30s or something, right? <laughs> yeah, oh no, man! It's from the 1890s. I mean, it is really. Uh, <laughs> Really, something. uneven floor. Uh, the, the floor is not even. I've got a plywood sheet to kind of. So now we everybody squats on a tilt. I've I've put. Uh, you sent me a picture one time, or you posted a picture, and I I photoshopped a, a picture of Herman Munster into that standing by the squat rack. Yeah. Well, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, by the time we were done, I don't know. I would say four or five sets of squats. Um, he was more than normalized. He had actually kind of he had stripped down, not totally, but I mean, he was. You were wearing shorts, I believe, by the, yep. by the time you finished the session, and mm -hmm. it was interesting because I thought, and I had experienced the same thing. And you know, Wim Hof, who I I like, um, has made a big, huge mark with this idea he uses something we used to call kundalini breathing it's yoga breath technique and also the uh, tibetan cave monks use something called tamo t-a-m-o which is another breath of fire technique and that's what wim uses in order to uh you get adrenaline raging which fights off cold so it's interesting we can do the same thing but instead of using breath and immersing ourselves in cold water, we just lift really intensely. And all of a sudden, I noticed the same thing as Don, Don Berry's. Um, again, we, we power through. It never gets canceled on account of cold. So, I mean, we've trained as, as low as five degrees. And by, these are always two-hour sessions. By the end of the first, what, 30 minutes, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, heat, I think, is different, Jim. Don't you? Yes. Intense, intense, intense heat. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I like it, but you have to. It's better to warm up into it than have to try to cool down. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Think of the heat as more like a cardio kind of a let's yeah. do that. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's one of those challenge workouts. It's a challenge. Okay, this is a challenge today. See if you can make it through. Not yeah. in cold. It's like, all right, I know I'm gonna warm up eventually. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at 15 degrees, that's uh, that's some dedication. John, what? So so, what did you learn? What were you guys were working squats that day? We we went through uh, squats, bench, deadlift. Press and uh, then some arms. Um, oh, okay. You know, so checking your form just, out and everything. Yeah, yeah, just reinforcing uh, everything he he was kind of telling me along the way, um, and just giving me little pointers and, and just kind of being there just to mentally and cue in, um, you know, during the sets and the reps, which you know I you don't have working out in your basement and then checking in. You know, yes. you can send a video out and you get the stuff back. So to have that, that right, that feedback right there was, was pretty, pretty awesome. And, and just the atmosphere of, you know, just being there, being with Marty, yeah, not being in your basement, trying to just mentally put everything together, having it all right there. And then he had it in the weather and just kind of, you know, it was, it was a great experience. Um, it's amazing. I'll have clients that'll come train with me after I've trained them online for a while and they'll go, Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. tough when you got somebody right in front of you, it's uh, so much better. And the learning just happens so much faster mm -hmm. in my experience. And, and John, was it a pretty big contrast training with Marty for the first time compared to what you were already kind of doing? Um, you know, I, basically it was a step up, you know, kind yeah. of like going from training to a meet, you know, you were, obviously you want to go and you want to put your best foot forward and you want to, mm. you know, at least show effort wise that, that you're worth keeping around. Nothing I do, it was going to impress them. I mean, but at least the attitude and the effort could hopefully make them say, yeah, he, he deserves to be here. And that's, um, you know, you just put everything into it. Yeah. Everybody, you know, I tell everybody all the time, I was talking to a friend of mine who's high school strength coach. He's got a young intern um, just starting off. I was like, oh, go, go visit this. I'll, I'll set it up for her. Go visit this person and that person. I know all these people. He's like, well, she's sort of shy. And I'm like, man, you got one shot to visit these people. You got, you know, mm -hmm. you got an opportunity to learn from somebody uh, who's a master in something or a professional in something. I say, man, go for it. It, it makes such a huge difference. If you're yeah. receptive. If they're, yeah, but you know, if you make it, oh, if the, which one, Marty, the person, the expert or the other person? Well, uh, the, the seeker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have to be open. You have to be open and, and be able to, to, to eschew your old habits, even though you're in love with them. You know, perfect. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Churchill couldn't have said it better. <laughs> How about Marcus Aurelius? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I think it was Chuck Miller that broke down the walls <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, that got like, Marty to kind of open up to the idea of people coming over to train with him once in a while. Because I don't know if anybody really did it before that. And that was a long time ago, right, Marty? Yeah, I've been up here. We've been up here since 99. Yeah. So with that, that's 20. 23 years, but 23 you, years. No, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a loner. I don't, I, you know, we did the, when, when you've done chalets, when you've done Fantana, when you've done Pex, when you, you know what I mean? When you've done the, mm -hmm. the loftiest of the lofty with the best of the best, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, 
everything's kind of anticlimactic if you want to you know what I mean? If you want I mean, to go the YMCA, hard, the YMCA is not electric, Marty. Yeah, YMCA, the YMCA is not, not electric. <laughs> but I tell you what we did do, and, and this was sort of the revitalization of the whole thing, was um, I had the idea that I wanted to recreate in Don Berry's country yeah. gym the vibe that I had in my father's basement Okay, yeah. when I first started. Because it would just be a gathering of neighborhood guys who just wanted to lift weights and, you know, get massive and gargantuan, right? Yeah. But it was just guys from the neighborhood, right? And so that's what we recreated. And, and, and damn, if, you know, what's the old saying? Build it and they will come. Yeah. Well, that's what we did. <laughs> Literally, he built it. And it was me and him. And one by one, was, you know, Don's a... 30-year Wing Chun instructor. So he's got a lot of students who go, hey, you know, I'd like some muscles. Yeah. So now it's 10 years down the road on that. And, uh, you know, it's nothing for us to have, you know, 20, 25 guys on a busy, busy day. Wow. Can be as few as uh, 10 in February. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice, though. It's, it's uh, what do you call that kind of uh, facility? It's like a it's pole not a barn, barn, but it's pole barn, pole barn. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever understand it. I'm like looking around, going, "Where's the pole?" Yeah, I know. I don't know why they call it that, but it's I, I don't you know, know. it's a huge shed. Yeah, it's a country barn. Where's the pole? Pole barn. Everybody, it's the pole barn. The pole barn of muscle. I said, "What are you talking about?" You, you know, and that's why I always make this point about how it, how great it is that all my online clients, except for just a couple, are doing this stuff like John is in his basement, man, and working around the kids and all that. Cause I was yeah. in the gym the other day and I was training two guys and both of them were deadlifting over 500 and I was doing bent over rows and man, it's, you know, I miss that. I miss that, that everybody's doing something heavy and everybody's encouraging everybody. And I like the solo training just because I don't like a lot of, I don't like people in general, but when they're all in, in on it and the adrenaline's pumping, man. Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah. Well, no kidding. Yeah. But it, how it many makes, times have you seen that in the last 10 years? Not much. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's that's just a rare, that's rare, rare, rare thing anymore. But when it happens in it, magic, man, I love it. Uh, Again, I think it's it's the homogenization of the culture to a large extent. We've talked about this in the past, but back in the the olden days, um, every region had a different culture, and they had a different strength culture. Yeah, you know, the guys in New England, Snitkin and and uh, those guys and Fantano and those guys trained a hell of a lot different than, you know, Ronnie Ray in Dallas. And yeah. they trained different than Hatfield at the time in Mississippi, who trained different than Dave Shaw on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And all but guys they were different. Well. They were different cultures. Yeah. Now, there's every area you go to, the shopping malls the same. Oh, you I see. Yeah. There. You know, every the everybody gets <laughs> the same information. Everybody yeah. watches the same. You know, so it's it's more sameness. Uh, there was very very heavy strength culture right here in Pennsylvania. The guys in Scranton, uh-huh. uh, John Cup and uh, Big Jim Williams. You know, they trained different than the than the guys trained in York. There were subcultures. The guys in Baltimore trained different than the guys in D.C. Right. Yeah. So I'm an exponent of the Washington, D.C. 
powerlift subculture, which started with, with Hugh Cassidy. He, he founded our particular method, like in martial arts, like our school. Right. Right. You don't have that anymore. I think that's all a thing of the past. This um, this kind of segues into one of John's questions that he had, and um, you know he's he's by himself down there in the basement lifting for you know half hour every other day. I think it is what three times a week, John. Uh, three four times a week, yeah. Three four times a week. So one one of the things that you wanted to talk about was you know you're by yourself. You know, how do you get the, the deal with or, or amplify the psych, the visualization, the mental focus? Um, because what we're talking about is, is the um, additional just level that you get to when you're creating in a group environment. You know, you have others there to encourage you. And, and of course, you don't want to fail in front of your, your guys. And, you know, uh, uh, so how do we kind of re- recreate that or get to that level if possible when we're by ourselves. So any thoughts on that? You're asking us, right? Yeah, yeah. Jim. I mean, um, probably has something to say on that. Oh, yeah, man. I do all kind of stuff. I'll watch yeah. videos. I'll read uh, motivational quotes out of book. I'll do negative self-talk with myself. Uh, you know, like, just like with dieting stuff. You know, like, what, you can't go down there by yourself and crush this weight? Well, you need people around you? Oh, do you need people around you now? Is that what you do? <laughs> I, know. I know you start going into the whole thing. Yeah, I go to do the whole thing. I have my, I have per, certain music. You're invisible I'm, people. <laughs> sometimes I want, you know, like whiskey fueled country. Sometimes I, it just depends, man. And I'll use everything. Um, now, I, I'm not training for powerlifting. I'm talking about when I was powerlifting, I had to lift by myself. Um, that kind of stuff, man. Just anything. Yeah. And, and stress the importance of it to yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, John, what do you do now to get yourself fired up down there? I mean, wh- when do you lift? Early in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Uh, about right. 4.30 in the morning. Damn, that's the Marty time. Marty, yeah. Marty, that's the best Marty time, yeah. 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 You're done. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, my little morning routine before I go down, and, and part of that at the end of it is getting getting something on, getting music on for kind of almost the lift I'm doing if it's squatting something more metal if it's benching something kind of more faster harder rap hip-hop something like that deadlift is just someone screaming gutturally at me uh (laughs) and um you know starting that off get downstairs get the warm-ups get going just trying to think of crushing the weight or or exploding out of the hole uh, but you know, there's, there's times where it's like, ah, maybe Mr. Rep or didn't go as well. It's like, ah, if I was just around, had someone else there, you know, maybe, you know, you get that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you gotta kid, be smart too. You gotta, you know, yeah. you gotta be smart, uh, especially with the bench, man. But John, I, how old are you and how much you weigh and all, all that stuff? I'm 36, okay. I'm five, 10 I'm right now. I'm about two Oh five coming you down a- from my last meet. So, and you work a job during the day and you, yep. I know you're an author also. So you, yeah. you got a busy lifestyle. Well, that, that the author stuff's on the side. I mean, I put out some novels and some short stories. It's fun, just hobby to do and people right. grab them and like them. Great. Um, but yeah, I'm HR manager for a manufacturing okay. company. So, so you have to get up and train that early. Yeah. 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 And then I bet when you're done, man, you feel, you feel great, don't don't you? Ready to face the day? 
Oh yeah. And then by the time I leave the house, I kind of get in a mini depression because it's like, I got to go to work. I, I feel so great. Yeah. I just did whatever for five and I now know. I got to go deal with these people. And you know, you go to work and nobody gives a crap. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, that, and that's the thing about that. You're not doing it for anybody else, man. You're not doing it because it nobody, you know, oh, you did. You got you got 80% for five today. Oh, great. You know, it's, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to anybody at work, I'm sure. But to you, it's so important. You know, does it yeah. does it help in an HR position to be a uh, power lifter? Do you uh, command a little bit more respect that way? <laughs> um, people are going to well, you're kind of everyone's complaint department. Uh, yeah, but it, it does help sometimes just you put your foot down, you got to put your foot down sometimes on either a policy or situation. And uh, one time recently, the person was just kept arguing with me. I just kind of stood up and uh, said, no, Tore this your is what's shirt happening. Ah, I wish, but the guy kind of realized then I was serious and backed off uh, what they were doing. But I have to do that with Jim Steele once in a while. He gets out of hand and yeah. I have to stand up. He can't see me standing up, but <laughs> he can feel the vibe. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I got to keep these boys focused. That's right. Bar fight waiting to happen. That's Marty? Right. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you suggest for... Um, I mean, just getting fired up in the morning. That's hard for some people, man. It's uh, I'm a morning person. You guys are, are morning people, too. Some people, it's not all that um, natural for them. They have a heck of a time getting up. But, I mean, what would you suggest to a guy like John going down in the basement, 4.30 in the morning? Besides music and stuff, I mean, how do you just get fired up? I mean, you got any well, tips? Crystal, crystal meth is out of the question. Right. That's illegal. On rare occasions. <laughs> so you just gotta, I mean, first off, if you're up at 4.30 or attuned to it, you know, you're not mm. a sleepy 4.30. Right. You're yeah. up at 4.30 because that's your, that's your time. Yeah. So you're motivated. <clears throat> Secondly, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to know where you're at. Obviously, if I have a, I'm not, um, Steals a lot more of an iron ruler with himself than I am. That's what I call him behind his back. The iron nice. ruler. Nice. The iron ruler said, <laughs> don't read Churchill before breakfast. <laughs> so uh, I'm a little more lenient on myself and I pay a little more attention to where I am at on that day at that point in time because I might not be where I am supposed to be. Okay. And I make adjustments <clears throat> and um, maybe uh, maybe I was supposed to do a five, but instead it turns into a three. That's okay. Maybe I was supposed to do a three and it turns into a single. Maybe it goes the other way. I'm feeling really good and I'm supposed to do a three, but I, instead I do a five or I turn a five into an eight. But I allow myself by the way I am feeling right as I'm doing that set. A lot of times I make the decision as I'm underneath the weight. I'll back out and steal. I'm on the third rep, right? Right. All right. What are we doing here? We're going for two more. We're rocking this thing, right? And that flashes to your mind and it is. And that's the way we talk to ourselves. Yes. It's like, I'm on rep three. Yes. Uh, Do I have it? or just wrap this thing and be done with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good effort. Yeah. You did good snappy. If you take the next rep, it's going to be a horrible grinder. Yeah. You said we weren't going to do that. Just wrap it. It's okay. 
And there, Marty just explained why he's been injury free. Marty just explained because he, he and, and and why I've had you know twenty operations. <laughs> okay, I, I hope I develop that. I hope I I I have it with other people. I have it with other people. I'm like, now nah, you're good, man. You're, you're kind. Good. You're kind. You're kind to other people. Yeah, and I, I I'm like, oh, he's. You're yeah. not kind to yourself. No. But Marty, the caveat to what you just said. Now he's a competitive power lifter. If he's periodizing a twelve week cycle. He can't necessarily do what you just said because he's got to hit oh, he bet, uh, he his bet, weight. He better. he better. Or he'll never make it. Yeah. So if he. There's no, period, yeah. there's no periodized cycle that goes the way it's written. That's the dirty little secret. Anybody can write up a 12 week cycle and go, well, this yeah. week, every week, we're going to make 10 pound jump and every week, we're gonna... it mm. doesn't work that way. Mm. At some point, mm. shit happens. Yeah, and you're thrown off. Oh, whatever. You fight with your wife. Whatever. Sickness. Something. 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 Right. And you adjust. And that's where the ex. That's where the empiricism. That's where the experience. That's or if you have good coaching, I tell my guys all the time. I look at them. I'm like Charlie Francis, listening for their footsteps. I see a guy and he's well. Today I'm supposed to, you know, set a PR in my uh, uh, pause bench press for five, and I'm like, uh, you don't have it. <laughs> And they need to be told that, and because yeah. some people will just be stupid without it, and that's the that's the tier yeah. the tier the tier one guys. You got to say, oh, hey my man, God. we're the, not even they're squatting the, this. They're week. the worst. They're we're the not worst. squatting this week. I, I've said we're not squatting this week. Do not do a squatting motion this week. <laughs> and they feel suicidal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you give them permission, they're used to taking orders. Yes, you give them permission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a side note, that's what Ori Hoffmacher did for me with his four-year diet. He gave me permission to not eat breakfast. Yes. Everyone in the world was telling us, oh, breakfast, the most yeah. important meal of the day. You got to get a big breakfast. You got to breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. And then Ori comes along and said, that is so stupid. I was like, ah, oh, thank God for the bomb throwers. Okay. You know? And it validated what you had to do. <laughs> you know, you know and I just, it's that kind of thinking that you have to have so jp when we write these cycles up yes uh theoretically that and and you can make a course correction yes in the middle of a cycle and still and in the middle of a workout too and and still end up at the goal if you're smart right you know what i do you know so smart kirk was let me jimmy just one more thing yeah go ahead yeah so smart that he built in what did he call a wild card day in every cycle. Yes. We said, he said, I know one time, and his cycles were 16 weeks because he would go four weeks with no gear, then 12 weeks, you know, in gear, right? So a 16 week cycle. And he said, sometime during that 12 week cycle, he said, I'm going to be off. I'm going to have a bad day. And he said, I'm yeah. just letting it go. And he doesn't even go to the gym. He doesn't yeah. even go to the gym. No, yeah. No. And he says, I pretend I made whatever it is I'm supposed to make. And I hit the poundage I was supposed to hit the following week. And I've never missed. Yeah. So what I do, which is interesting, uh, I don't know where I learned it from is, so let's just, for instance, I have a kid I train, super strong kid, uh, but works in 90 degree weather down in Georgia, works, you know, he's a labor, labor guy. I mean, he's a blue collar guy. And so what I do is if he has to do like, uh, 10 reps at a certain weight, maybe, and, I, and usually it's two sets of five, two sets of five. I'll just say, 
give me 10 reps. That way he can test out that first set, maybe do a double and say, yes, okay, yes, next yes. set may be any, any combination that adds up to 10. Yeah. So 10 total reps. I don't care how you do it. That's what I want. Total tonnage has to be this today. And that gives them some leeway. I feel great. I'm, hey, man, I've had guys say, oh, coach, I knocked it out instead of 10. I'm like, well, your max is too yeah. low for moving it up. But mm-hmm. you do have those days. And so that sort of gives – and I did that with the football players at Penn also because everybody had, uh, you know, a different thing. Is a shoulder, a hamstring. A, you know, they couldn't – some could push, some couldn't. So you just give them a total rep scheme. How about 10 singles? You could do that too. I've had that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. like, man, you know, yeah, I can do ten singles. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. but every single is going to be fast as lightning. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's all just arrows in the quiver, isn't it? Yeah. So, John, you did a meet. So, tell us about training for that, and tell us how the meet was. Uh, I've done, I think, three meets with oh, okay. Marty's help, okay. and uh, the first one got me unstuck. Uh, just, I think contrast or just getting the right coaching and, and um, all that put 25 pounds on my squat uh, wow. about uh, 10 12 on my bench and got my deadlift kind of back where it was and then the next one after that put another 25 on my squat Damn. Um, another uh, only a couple on my bench I, I hurt my pec hmm. about seven eight weeks before the meet so I had to kind of rehab it for a little bit start over but still got a PR from it. So I'll chalk that up as a win and then put, um, I think eight pounds on my, uh, deadlift. And then this, this last meet I did, I got sick about three, four weeks out and lost about 10, 12 pounds, but I still was able to get, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I mean, I still got probably the second best meet I ever did, you know, comparatively. So, I mean, it was still, uh, performance wise, it was still pretty up, up there for me. So, yeah. Um, so with the, yeah. with the changes, what well, do you would... look? Look, wait! Don't make us guess the numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, well, the last meet was four forty squat down from four fifty one. Um, the best bench was three oh seven or eight, whatever the communist kilos are <laughs> that you had to use. And then um, uh, deadlift was five. 10, 11, nice. something like that. Yeah. Nice, man. And I think I had more Where in the was squat. Your body weight? Where was uh, your body two, weight? 220. Okay. Full, were you a full 220? I was 223 and cut a couple pounds of water. Good, 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 good. Yeah, so you're a big 220. Good for you. Yeah. Good. So what are your impressions? First of all, congratulations because Thank you. people don't realize that, first of all, when you pay that, che- when you hand that check in or you send that, you do it online now, but when you push submit, now you got some pressure on you. Now, now you got something to train for. Now your life takes a little bit of a different meaning to it. Uh, you know, you're not going to stay out late because you got your squat day and all that stuff. But just getting up there, man, and you know, it's, it's just like I tell people who fight. And once that ring closes, or once that judge says squat, it takes a lot of guts to get up there, sure. you know, and to test yourself. Everybody else is sitting on the sidelines. John's oh, I love pushing. it. You know, I, I love it. I, I boxed uh, in the amateurs and in college in my 20s. I, I uh, something about just being out there in front of everyone. And it's yeah. it's all on wait you. Minute, wait a minute. What, what did you say? What did you do? Box. I boxed. Box at what level? Collegiate? Um, yeah. Yeah. Before I went back to school, I was in the amateurs and then uh, 
I got on the Penn State team for a little bit. Oh, cool. So like Golden Gloves. What, what was amateur? your body weight? What was your body weight? 155. Wow. Damn. You're almost in damn, two, 10, 220 now, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like a magical thing, man. And the feeling of accomplishment, especially since you're, you've made PRs, and, and except when you got sick, you were making PRs, that's even better because that means you're a gamer. That means that mm -hmm. you do your best on stage. You see that all the time, Marty. I know that of all the thousands of people you've trained, you've had guys that crushed it in the gym and crap the bed in the meat, right? Oh, yeah. Mentally. Yeah, yeah. Mentally. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. have to play different tricks with them in order to get them to succeed on game day. I will tell you. All right, I'll tell you an extreme true story. Yes. We had um, one young fellow who will go unnamed. Now, he was a young guy at the time, maybe, I don't know, 20 years old. But he trained at Fantanas, and um, this kid was a, a lifetime drug-free kid, but he was looking for a 650 deadlift. Mm. And he, this was his first meet. <laughs> he was so freaked out to be in this competition that, <laughs> swear, swear to God, he was Danny Dierko, who was one of the nation's leading 275-pound lifters at the time, 600 raw bench, mm. 900 squat essentially raw danny was a wild man so danny is sitting there the kid is lying down on the floor danny's sitting on the floor the kid has his head in danny's lap danny is stroking his head and the kid is sucking his thumb no way what? No. how old is he yeah. how old yeah. is he 20 years old he's so Come freaked on. out he yeah swear to god i was you know i, I no names okay <laughs> that's an extreme and, example and and at the meet he did well he got it together and he got, i don't know if he got 650 but he might be got 630 you know what i mean yeah but but he just was he just with this was so important to him and yeah. we're like no one cares no yeah. nobody does nobody, nobody cares, cares. Yeah. yeah everybody you think you're at like what at the olympics representing yeah. the united states against yeah. communism and he's on the floor with Sucking his thumb and going in a fetal position. Yeah. Half the people will be looking at their phones uh, and there's only going to be about 15 people there anyway. And it's just for you, man. It's for you. Yeah. He, that's could, cool. deadlift eight, he could deadlift 800 and no one would notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, John, I bet it helped you being in the ring. You know, like when you're used to competition, I was like, this is it. You know, compared to, you know, standing at kickoff, you know what I mean? Uh, playing football. And when you've played sports all your life, it's, it's, it's something you're more comfortable with, you know? Yeah. And it also helped with the visual visualization because boxing, I would always think of either winning by like a quick first round knockout or just a bloodbath throughout. But at the end of the day, <laughs> my hand was always raised. So I kind of did that with, with the, these meets coming up, I got a, a decent drive to get to work. So you just thinking about, okay, I'm going to come down and go up real fast. And then it's a grinder. And then it's like, I got too far this way or that way, or I corkscrewed or whatever. But yeah. mentally I've been, I've, I've done it all, you know, a million times. So and I get out there, I just, you know, you, you see the people, you hear it, people start maybe cheering or clapping or your meet day buddies are, are hollering at you. And you just, yeah. you get all that energy. I love it. Oh, John, you, what did you, if, you, if, if you're you training in the basement and all of a sudden you I go know. to a meet, oh, you are. Oh yeah. Up. yeah. Oh yeah. Then, then you have to worry about 
expending your adrenaline too quickly right yeah you got to kind of pace yourself because you can get so jacked up that you waste it all in the first attempt squat mm -hmm. you know, after that you want to take a nap john <laughs> um marty's got a great article it's on uh, iron company it's i think the title was compete at everything and he, he talks about this and he says, you know, whatever you're doing, you need to set competitions and periodize and, and all that, because it takes your training to a whole different level. And because when you're not training, you know, sometimes people that, that don't have the, um, um, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they'll kind of slack off, but if you set a competition and you have something to look forward to and train for and a goal, it just brings you, uh, it just gets you fired up. And it really helps. I think when, um, you know, you're going down to the basement every, every other day at four 30 in the morning, you know, sometimes you need that, that little extra oomph. I mean, is that pretty helpful for you? Is that one of the reasons you do it. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of different reasons why you compete, but that's got to be one of them, right? It really amplifies you and keeps you motivated, right? Oh, yeah. I always need a goal. <clears throat> I've always needed a physical goal, whether it was a run time in your road work, boxing, just going to the gym or little times between where I wasn't doing anything or was playing a different sport. It was just, I need to train for something and, yeah. you know, this keeps me from getting then beat up physically as much. So yeah, I, and now it's like, Oh, go to the beach in four weeks. Okay. I want to trim down. Yeah. So now I have my arbitrary weight loss goal date. And yeah. uh, when I get home from the beach, I'll figure out when my next meet is either October, September or October, November, and, yeah. and start prepping for that. Start eating a lot more again and, and, you know, off to the races. Okay. Well, talk I'll about that. Cause you are doing a beach trip actually. So mm -hmm. Talk, talk about how you're going to prepare for that. Maybe these guys can give you, I don't know. Have you already talked to Marty on the side about this, about trimming down for that? <laughs> no. A little bit, give, yeah. I don't give beach advice, okay? <laughs> Marty wants to Yes, get you bigger. do. Uh, only, only publicly, not private. <laughs> <laughs> what speedo to wear? <laughs> yeah. That's your department, man. You're the competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> John, so, so how meet, are you going to prep? Let for me that, find John. out about this, JP. John, what? Yeah. In your meets, what do you? What did you wear? Just a singlet and a belt, or what? What was the? Yeah. Well, okay. and wrist wraps for bench. Okay. Okay. So here, here, my point about you know Marty, what I was thinking about, it's so much easier for guys who are first starting off to do a meet like that. Remember how much crap we had to deal with with the squat suits and the wraps and the oh, shirts and the John. Ripping. It was a whole different uh, part of training. You know, to say, okay, now we're going to wear, uh, you know, tighter suit this week. And, oh, oh God, God. Is, is Bobby going to go to the, is Bobby going to go to the oh. meet? Because I can't get Spence shirt on by myself. It, I love the fact that raw powerlifting has become, uh, you know, more mainstream in, in, in competing because it helps get beginners going, man. I think and it's great. That's the usable athletic strength. Exactly. That's, that's what we're after to begin with. Right. Life strength. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and legal depth, yeah, legitimate lift strength, not co corrupted judging strength with gear that you can't tell. Yeah, where and the man <laughs> ends and the gear begins, you know. And the the, per the beginners used to say to us, "What's all this stuff?" Right? <laughs> like, 
well, we got to talk about that. You know, your competitors are wearing it, so you need to wear it. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. going out there with bald tires or something when you're racing. And what, let me ask you a question about that real quick. Was it a, a level playing field as far as gear? Did some guys have the, the the money to really buy the better gear and have a much bigger advantage? How did that all work? Well, there were um, guys who were better at, at using their gear. It, mm -hmm. That was kind of more the, the issue. In other words, um, we were dumbos. I don't know. What did we get out of those stupid ventures in 20, 30 pounds? And they weren't much. They were much. They were terrible, more. right? Yeah. And they were horrible. Uh, but we'd have competitors that, you know, would get 60 pounds out of their venture. Yeah. And they're weaker than you. Or they, um, man, it used to take three guys to put Mark Dimaduck into his competition uh, squat suit at the end of his career. Yeah, I used it, to hang from the power rack with my straps. Ooh, I would yeah, 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 yeah. And it seemed like the well, you, the further on the downside of their career they got, the more gear-oriented they got, right? Because yeah. that was the way that they could kind of hold back the hands of time. You know, if, if, you're losing, if you're losing off your top number, you can get better gear. You, Marty, you've said you've said the uh, bench shirts got so bad that it took like 315 pounds just to be able to get the, the bar down to the guy's chest, right? Well, I couldn't pull. Imagine, imagine you have 800 pounds and you're pulling on it with all your might <laughs> in addition to it being 800 and you cannot get it to touch your chest because the shirt you're wearing is so restrictive, so tension filled yeah. that even though you are pulling down and making what 800 pounds 900 maybe a thousand i don't know how much can you pull down and you can't get it to touch your chest and if because it won't touch the chest they won't give you the start signal yeah so then they talked about oh we have to tune our shirts oh, okay well what do you mean well we didn't we didn't ask for a big enough weight it was only 800 we needed yeah. to ask for eight 30 that would have been enough weight to push it down to our chest yeah you have to seek out equipment guys to learn about how to use a bench shirt just like uh, oh. john seek suck seeked out marty you have to seek out guys yeah. who know how to use the equipment I, I did one uspf meet marty before it merged and uh i decided i was just going to wear a singlet and a belt for the deadlift and it was the most relief I was just yeah. sitting there. Everybody was panicking and pulling up and three people. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there in my singlet, man. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And how'd you and, do? And it, it, well, I, I wanted to squat 600 with nothing on. And that's what I did. That, that was my, okay. I think I pulled 672 with a belt. And mm -hmm. I don't know what the bench was. What could you have done with gear on? Uh, 685, 700, maybe. Okay. With wraps and a, and a, and a suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I see I was when Rob Wagner taught me this, you got to use those knee wraps and suit. That's that's energy. So we would, you know, glide, glide and then dip. And so you're yeah. using all that energy in the suit and wraps. And we, and we talked about stuff like that all the time with equipment. Yeah. Have, you met, Bob, have you met Bob Myers? Oh, I know, Bob. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I have not in person. No. Well, no. he's like a giant dude with incredible hand strength again yeah. he's the guy who can pick a hundred up and a smooth hundred up in each hand and walk across the gym <laughs> yeah. you know like that that was kirk's rapper 
<laughs> every, every world record that Kirk made, he had Bob Myers with those robot hands wrap him. I mean, I, I, you know, just the wrap alone, I would, I, it would have been like, I'll tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you'll be bleeding, JP. You'll be, yeah. you'll be all bruised up. And, and when you're uh, done, you're like, your, oh, that was a good one. That was when a you're good done one. with your rep. You can't, you can't get those things off fast enough. They're and so how about Ed Cohn wrapped himself. That's right. Ed and never Ed got Cohn never. wrapped himself. Yeah. And he always had a little bend in his knee when he did. Yeah. It. Yeah. He did everything wrong and was spotted. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Cohn. Well, I'm having dinner with him later tonight. Oh, it's awesome, man. With Cohn? Yep. Oh, you got your cool. That's right. Tell him we said hi. We got to get him back on too. So, John, during the period of time from your boxing until now you're competing, what did you do uh, to stay in shape or did you compete in anything else? Uh, after I got done in boxing, I just kind of started lifting, doing general uh, bodybuilding workouts, I guess you'd call it. Um, okay. At one point, I just did a, a 50 mile ultra marathon on 10 days' notice just because someone told me I couldn't do a marathon on two weeks' notice. Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 what you did 50 miles. Yeah. Um, basically I was just lifting for a couple months and someone said, someone was like, Oh, I'm going to do a marathon. I was like, Oh, I'll do it with you. And they're like, Oh, it's two weeks away. You haven't trained. I was like, no, I can do it. And my natural gift is, I would say is uh, endurance running. Yeah. You know, I could always do 10 miles under an hour easy. So I was like, Oh, I'll just do it. And like, oh, it's in two weeks, you'll get hurt. And so I went to sign up, it was full. So I was like, oh, I got to show you wrong. So I had to find one and I found uh, a 50 mile race that was like 10 days away. That was five minutes from where I lived. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And um, I looked online, just like the strategy when I read that, oh, it's all mental. I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Because running <laughs> for me is boxer. just mental. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everyone, except for like one person, in my life at the time I was like, Oh, that's stupid. You won't get it. And so I also had a very big, I told you so list adding up. Right. So there's no way I wasn't going to do it. So, um, I were you running? Did you, were you running at the thing? time at all? Uh, not for like three, four months, but my, my running used to be like 30, 40 miles a week. Okay. So you'd been distance before, but still not yeah. 50 at a time. So did you jog the whole time? No, the, the strategy I read online was like run for 30 to 45 minutes and walk for five and just kind of repeat that your jogging will shrink, but just keep your walking to about five to keep 10 going. minutes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did the first half pretty fast. And then there was a really big hill that lasted about five, six miles. So that kind of killed my time. Jim, yeah, he's, but, Jim, he's not being totally uh, forthcoming. That one of his strategies too was to have a bench shirt on uh, <laughs> during the last half. And knee wraps. And knee yeah, wraps. we got through it. Marty, how much would somebody? I mean, somebody had to pay me a whole lot of money to even try to do that, man. I'd be so like bored. I think. <laughs> the last couple of miles, I got bored, but yeah. I mean, there was also the. I was. In my 20s, I had nothing better. Yeah, to sure. Do. Why not? Now you can someone told me I couldn't do something, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to go do it now." Also, you had all that road work under your yeah. belt from boxing, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the mental toughness from boxing. Yeah. Which yeah, you is... run, yeah, yeah. You ran your ass off as a boxer, I'm sure. To be oh, 154 yeah. at, uh, did you have to sweat down? 
Uh, usually two, three pounds to get to the, I think oh, it was either okay. 52 or 53 that's weight class. That's yeah. That's you should still keep up your uh, boxing drills. That's great cardio. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. I got a heavy bag in the basement. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, uh, keep that jump roping up too. That that yep. ability to that little leap and sh- that's that's important. Sure, sure. That spring, keep so, that spring so you, in your step. So you were lifting. You did that race, and then at, at, I picked up uh, rugby. I found oh, rugby. Oh, wanted yeah. some, you uh, wanted some CTE then. How'd that go? I I really liked it. I just kept getting some big injuries, and yeah. uh, I got a I got a concussion and. Uh, it wasn't, it was a minor one, but it just lingered forever. Cause I had a bad one when I boxed. So yeah, I, it's time to kind of hang that up. And then that kind of propelled me into the barbell lifts. And then from there it was like, well, what can I do to compete? And then it was like, Oh, I can just swap bench and dead. Okay. I'll do that then. Yeah. But what, and then how hear something or did you talk to someone or to find um, out? I forget who it was just looking online for how to get just big and strong. And part of it was, a, at the end of the, you know, we get our people to do a, le- a competition. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I've heard of that. And then just kind of looked into where it would be in rules and all that. And, and a whole so, nother yeah. world opened up for you. All these yeah. people like us who <laughs> you didn't even know existed, dude. <laughs> how, how, long, how long were you lifting before you did your first competition and before you started training with Marty? Um, on and off. I'd lift in my twenties, nothing serious or programmed. And then when I was playing rugby for a couple of years, when I was 28, 29 ish, 30, I, I was lifting more consistently. And then about 30, 31 is when I really started taking it seriously. Um, and then about 33, 34 is when I reached out to Marty. Okay. And that was, that was two years ago. Yeah. And okay. you have some good training years ahead of you. As far as getting strong, you can keep getting strong for a while, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You're good. You're good until you're. 60. What do you think? Sixty. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you're. You know, everybody has a bell curve. Yeah. And interestingly enough, at age seventy, my bell curve peaked when I was but uh thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, everybody's different because it depends also when you get into the game. Yeah, exactly. And how, and how hard you get into the game. I got thrown into the deep end of the pool at a very young age. Yeah. Right. Now he's coming at it later. Yeah, he did some Arnold, you know, education of a bodybuilder stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But, you know, that's different. <laughs> yeah. What we're serving is a different flavor of resistance training and strength training. And that's that fit his 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 lifestyle i mean he's a you know married guy with kids a bunch of responsibilities this is such a common malady amongst modern man i, mm-hmm. I say modern man mm you know capitals yeah. and modern man has to fight against this and they think that a gym commitment means that they've got to be at the wire at gold's five days a week an hour and a half a day and we're like mm, not for strength training you don't yeah. yeah well i could also tell you because uh i've got two daughters as well so john you and i are in the same boat on that one now mine are 24 and 20 so um but you're sound younger right how old are they 
14 and two and a half. Okay. Oh my God, poor guy. <laughs> so I got a built-in babysitter. It's fine most days. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you oh, what, man. There, you you got two daughters. You're gonna be glad you've been lifting weights for a long time because you, you know, you never yeah. know when you're gonna need it. Wait, John. Little punks start coming over to the house, and uh, you know, John, the 14 year old babysits the two year old. Yeah, dude. If I yeah. left my 15 year old with my 10 year old, this place would be on fire. All my oh, ammunition. Yeah. Well, you got boys though. Oh my god! I mean, there would be gasoline portals. Girls are more civilized. Oh my god! I mean, uh, the guns would be all over. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they have they have Jim Steel jeans too. So what do you yes. expect? <laughs> Come out or I'm coming in. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Oh, good for you, John. Good for you. Yeah, Hendo told, Hendo's got the uh, really good looking daughters. So he said, Yeah, I'll be lurking in the bushes. <laughs> you imagine, hey, can you imagine if you knock? You're the boyfriend, right? You're just, you know, you're sort of got some zits and you're, you know, it's your first day. You knock on the door and Hendo's in full camo behind the couch. <laughs> sharpening, a knife. Oh, sharpening a machete. You know what, though? <laughs> I, I, I think his daughters are going to be so prepared that they, yeah. they, they, they don't necessarily need him. They're going to be able to stand up for themselves. They've been in jujitsu and all speak, that stuff. Well, we got him. We've got him coming on. He can speak for himself, but I know that he's got her doing jujitsu and she was like three or four drums oh, and yeah. the band and she's you know i mean it's like that oh she's also taking her to the thing where you um you jump in and it, you fly you know the oh yeah yep yeah they got one in baltimore yep mm-hmm. yeah good thing so yeah that's 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 that's, that's what's going on with, with the younger <laughs> kids i guess you're going to end up doing the same thing with your daughters exposing yep. them to all this stuff great right <clears throat> older one boxes lifts yeah i mean yeah, she plays good. volleyball and dances but every now and then come home hey can we do this that yep so That's and then cool. the little one will go down and imitate her so yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, right. yeah get them ready yeah right. now do you have your 14 year old benching squatting and deadlifting yep yeah That's great i just i just had a conversation with one of the tier one guys his daughter's 12 or 13 and playing lacrosse and I said, three days a week squat. She's got to be just three sets of five. Get her yeah. a kettlebell because she tells she's going to tear a damn ACL, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm on it, of course. But uh, that's so great, John. You're doing that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's I mean, I don't want to make it like a punishment thing. So she's inconsistent with it. So but whenever she wants to do it or if I suggest it, she'll go down. Plus, you're setting the it. example. You're setting mm-hmm. the example. And that's even bigger than telling them, you know. Yeah. 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 You can't. You can't ram it down their throats. They'll they'll resent it, and and they'll they'll have it'll have an equal and opposite effect, and you'll ruin them on on fitness. Yeah, I guess I did the wrong thing. I, I wish my dad would have lifted. I don't think any of our dads lifted, did they? No, man. My dad was born nineteen thirty. And I wish if if only we had dad down in the basement three times a week. How great would that have been growing up, right? Yeah, but that yeah, but you know, my dad was out lifting rocks and building walls at the house i mean it, you know they set an example in a different way you know that generation yeah of just yeah, that hard work so i don't i don't i see guys that that live today that don't have particularly good relationships with their kids and i've seen a lot of them try to get their kids to lift and 
it's yeah, it's like the baseball pad. The time, I'll tell you. Yeah. They, you know, they're not into it. Yeah. Well, they're probably not into it because they don't have the best relationship anyway. So it's like, you know, almost kind of like a punishment anyway. Um, what about, John, you had some other questions too. Um, let's see. Commonalities. One thing um, you want to talk about was commonalities and people who gain a lot of quality uh, muscle and strength mm. that, that weren't beginners. So are you talking about like ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph type of thing? You- uh, I, I mean, I just, you hear about, oh, you start barbell lifting at a young age, you can gain all this muscle and strength, but I'm, I'm more curious about. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I'm more curious about say, like, well, myself, someone who's in their mid thirties, I want to get as big and strong as possible. Right. Um, you know, Dude. Dude, look how far you've come. Yeah, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You're doing great. Where'd you yeah. start at when you started this journey? Where'd you weigh? Uh, like 180, 185. Okay. So you packed on, what, 40 pounds of muscle? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be Good job, don't John. Be, don't, be, don't be greedy. Don't you be got greedy. the secret, bro. You have the secret. <laughs> 40 pounds of muscle. Secret. Don't be greedy. Now, yeah. And what now, do you and want now to? We, haven't, we haven't talked about this yet, but. You know, then there are the little things like Justin Watson was talking about last week, the little things like your nutrition, like your sleep, Mm -hmm. like your visualization, which you're familiar with from boxing, which, you know, uh, and I'm sure the same kind of lifestyle when you're getting ready for a meet was the same as you're getting ready for a fight, except, you know, obviously the skill work is different, but the the extra things like the sleep and the nutrition, they become more paramount. And that's where you could make gains faster, even just by tweaking those things. But if you've gained this much weight and strength and that, I was just thinking the other day, you got to do this shit for years, man. You, you know, you got to do this and do this. And, and the, the commonality that I've noticed is, and Marty can, can say the same thing. And JP is consistency, man. Uh, yeah. Anything in life. Like yep, that's on, the key. Workouts got to be like waves on the beach. Just keep coming. Well, and Jim, not, not just the lifting, but the, you know, the nutrition, the sleep, the, you know, you, you got to have everything dialed in. It's a full circle. If you have one piece of the pie missing, you know, you're not going to get where you want to be. Yeah. Or not as fast for sure. Um, I, like, I like the full circle analogy, but not the, not the one piece of pie. Okay. Yeah. With the big circle. Yes. The big circle with the four, the four slices of pie nutrition. <laughs> Cardio, pie, man. resistance training, and brain train, right? Become yeah. high. Yeah, and recovery. Recovery, yeah. yeah. But, but John, I mean, full, full circle-wise, I mean, you got everything pretty much dialed in. I mean, because if you do, uh, yeah. Like Marty said, don't be greedy. You're making 40 good gains. You're consistent, <laughs> and, you know, you'll eventually get there. This stuff takes hey, years you know, and years. You know, Take a boatload of drugs, man. Let me ask man. a question. <laughs> You know, again, here's an idea, too. Uh, what if you were to go, just as a crazy idea, go down to 98, but, match, but match all your lifts? Yeah, it'll be dice. Right, match your 220 lifts at 98 and yeah. get shredded. Right, then, then go back up to 220, maintaining your shreddedness. And be stronger. Oh my God, you'd be a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus the beach, 
you know, you want to, you want to get in shape for the beach anyway. So you get it started. I mean, yeah, I guess that's, that, that's you the don't want to die. John, just say you don't want to die. Yeah. Just say Listen, it. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crickets, crickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, Marty. That, that's a good hey, great idea. idea. I'm going to you, know, you know, guys, if we can get him up to like 275, we can have him <laughs> yeah. recreate the uh, Kurt Kowalski metrics and beer video down there at the beach. Well, yeah. Oh, that'd be Miller's life, but yeah. Have you well, seen that, five, John? Five ten. Yeah. At five ten, it'd be more like recreating you pre-COVID, JP. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're five ten, you know. No, I'm five, six ten, foot. You were two ninety, right? Oh, you're six foot, right? You're I'm right. six foot. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. I was two ninety pre-COVID, but. Uh, yeah. You know. Right, so what is John? What do you? What's the the weekly schedule as far as the lifts? Oh, uh, right now hitting uh, one one lift a day. Okay. And um, kind of. Like in that Monday half hour, yeah. Well, I mean, this week was deadlift and um, got through a couple sets of deadlift, then just did uh, some rows and, you know, called it a day because that's what I had. And, okay. Um, days I don't lift, I try to get some cardio in. And uh, you going up, up to one all-out set? What are you doing exactly? Uh, right now I'm doing an all-out, like one top set and then just some back-offs just Love to change back things offs. up. Love back-offs. Okay, and, and how many Love reps? Um, three to five on the top set, and then you know, okay. two or three on those back offs, just trying to make them fast and snappy, yeah. like I guess uh, those cat sets. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been doing uh, I got a marine I'm training, and I've been just taking him up to a single each week, and he's getting stronger because he's putting on body weight too, and then doing a couple back offs. And so, all he has yeah. to think about is that that big single. And then the back offs, they're, right. they're really hard, but you never think they're going to be hard. You know what I mean? Um, well, so plus like you're, fi- to- you're fired up because you've made your single. Yeah. And, and it feels like running downhill. Yeah. You know, after you've been running uphill, then you put that lighter weight on. Uh, and then yeah. we'll just do like two sets of five. We'll just do two. So I think he did 415 for 425 for a single. And he did okay. 365 for two sets of five. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's Cassidy stuff. Yeah, man. That's, that's what you said. The back offs, the back off sets are the hallmark of my routine. Yeah. It's like you're training the the body for that heavy tonnage, right? And then you're putting on muscle and and training that velocity that Justin was talking about last week on those lighter sets. Mm-hmm. We, we do we do stuff like all right. So let, if you were uh, competing, so let's say you were wearing knee wraps and a belt. So right. work work up to a three or a five wearing knee wraps and a belt, then take that stuff off. Mm. and drop like what 90 right take 245s off each side and you know do a couple of yeah a couple of back wall sets with that yeah. hugh, hugh like three but we never made it to three we would do two that was all we could that's all we could manage yeah yeah that's good. and john you've been doing this for a while and you it sounds like you've been pretty consistent so are you still able to make the the weekly jumps every week or every other week or, or how's it going with that? Yeah. I, I mean, given my personality, which is also what I was drawn to about this type of training, you know, I'll put out my 12 week um, cycle and then come hell or high water, I'm going to do that weight. Now, whether it's a single or a five, that depends on the day, but yeah. you know, I'm going to get under it and go and I got safety. So, yeah. um, but yeah. most of the time, yeah, I'll, I'm trying to, each time I make a cycle, it's a little bit, you know, more, 
realistic, let's say, because the first time you do it, you're just buying the sky and you're like, well, that didn't work. Let's try this again. Yeah. Is, is day two Wednesday? Is that your bench day? Yeah. Well, right now I'm doing four. So it's uh, Monday's deadlift, Tuesday's bench, uh, Wednesday's just cardio, Thursday's squat, and Friday's press. Yeah. That's a great split. I love that. What kind split. of accessory stuff are you doing? Um, well, like today, I, I did a, a triple with the press and then a bunch of back off triples. And then I did a behind the neck press set. Um, it was like a burnout. And then I have a, a cheap little lat pull down. So I did some, some uh, rest pause sets on that. And then some dumbbell, you know, tricep lat raise curl stuff. Hmm. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to fill out that half hour, I guess, because press day goes faster than the other days. Yeah. yeah. Plus you're putting on muscle. I, I was at a seminar. I did a seminar in Texas one time. This guy came up to me and said, did Karwaski really just squat and leave sometimes? And I was like, yep. He'd go in there, squat, walk out the door. He's like, that's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever heard. And he just wanted to be validated that he could do that. And you would still make gains. And so I had T-shirts, actually, I sold at Boss Barbell that said squat and leave on them. Because everybody loves that, man. Just mm -hmm. hit it with a hammer mm -hmm. and go recover. You well, know? And, and again, you'd never catch Kirk doing leg curls or, oh, there was a one six-week period we tried leg presses, but that killed us. That killed us. Killed us. People loading. Partners. Yeah. Yeah. The hundreds. It, it, there's yeah, no leg press that get, could support uh, enough resistance. No, it was ridiculous. And he'd be kind of yawning as he's doing it. It's like, oh, come on, man. And, and calf raises, he tried those for a while, didn't work. So basically, it was just squat. Yeah. Squat leave. And he'd work up to a top set in the squat, but there was no anything other yeah. than squat. It was just squat. And it was bench and incline, deadlift. He didn't do he didn't do any rows. He did a little bit of grip work, right? Those shrugs. Past that, a little bit of curls. I don't think I ever saw him do triceps. I don't think did, he, did he ever do like a hamstring curl or anything like that? No, Probably not. No, no, no. I never saw him on a, a machine. I can't, I don't ever saw him on a no, machine. No, he did the laterals, man, on bench day. He I said, what did you do? What do you do for shoulders, man? You're doing press, you're doing rear raises, you're doing front raises. He says, nah, there's there's a machine in the back. I do that thingy. And he that'd raised his arms only, up and down. That'd be the only machine I'd have ever seen. Yeah, on. like a ladder. I think he probably did two sets while he was going over his workout with Bob, you know. Right, right, yeah. right. It was the same thing with curls. You'd walk in and he'd be curling and he'd, go, he'd be go like, hey, what's up? And he's doing like a hundreds. Yeah, no. Yeah, for reps. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and they'd like smile. Hey, what's going on? It's like, God, I'm not know, hundreds. So Kirk, it, Kirk played uh, center or linebacker or whatever. And I'm just thinking in football analogies of all the linemen, linebackers, stuff like that will be satisfied with doing like heavy squats and being and leave or a heavy press or whatever. But, you know, if you notice the little guys like DBs and so Rob Wagner was a DB, he did 50 sets of everything. You know, he did step ups. He did this and oh, still got strong, right. still got strong as hell. And I was doing squats. I did leg curls one time for my last training cycle for a powerlifting meet. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. And I never did them again. I just did squats. Cause I was like, I don't even want it. This is so boring. There's, you know, but if you notice little guys do more and they can still get great gains. Big guys are like, all right, I'm good. You know, just in my experience. Yeah. yeah. 
You know? Yeah, definitely. definitely. They seem to have more nervous exactly. energy. Like, you know, if we get tired quicker from carrying all that weight around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always thought, okay, if I just did 700 for a set of five, what's going to create that kind of tension in an assistance lift? Uh, yeah. And then you're going to go lay down and do uh, 70 pounds in the leg curl. Yeah. I mean, but, but Jim, you were doing RDLs, you're doing stiff leg deadlifts, stuff like that too, right? Um, that was in college playing football, but when I power lifted, I didn't do any of that stuff. Oh, I would no. bench, yeah, I bench in close grip. I deadlifted once a week for a double or a single, and I did my squats, and that was it. I'm, I didn't do any, I may have done some hammer curls, but I was mm -hmm. not going to go to a curl rack when I just did 700 for five. Well, also, one little um, secret is anytime your shoulders get in front of your knees when you're doing any kind of deadlift. It is the world's best hamstring exercise. Yeah, I got, your I got a lot once, of once your shoulders are in front, it's it's hamstring. Mm. So now you've just created a 400, 500 pound hamstring exercise. So much better than leg curls, mm -hmm. right? Leg curls is the equivalent but, of doing machine curls. We don't want our shoulders in front of the bar. No, we don't. But I'm saying that if you deadlift long enough, like me, mm. 50, whatever, Lutes, five Lutes years, you yeah. have a lot of deadlifts that, uh, you know, unconsciously end up in front of the knees, yeah. right? Anytime that happens, it's extreme hamstring exercise. Yeah, the deadlift is a good I, have, I have excellent hamstrings. I have excellent hamstrings and they are not from leg curls. Yeah. I mean, I like the leg press, you know, I, I, I alternate, I'll do squats one week and then leg press the next and kind of alternate. It kind of gives my uh, knees a break. Dorian huh? love leg presses. Yeah. It's yeah, great. I, I don't see anything wrong. With yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you what, when you cut now, I see a lot of people when they're, you know, just like we're talking about on the seated calf machine range of motion is all of a half inch. You don't want to do that. Wearing but, knee uh, wraps. Wearing knee wraps. Yeah. So what I what I was doing today was just wide, and I was coming down as far as I could without my tailbone coming off the pad, yeah. pausing, and yeah. then just grinding it up. Oh yeah. man, Lavrimo I was doing 15, 20 reps. Oh my god, that was I was on fire. Yeah, I was spotting Lavroni. He was fifty four at the time. He did three fifteen for nineteen. Oh, and he racked the 20th, Marty, because he felt something twinge. He said, no, I'm good. Um, and then he went over and did sets of 30 in the leg press. Yeah. And with yeah. all the plates on there and everything and everybody yeah. yelling at him and stuff. But he really liked the leg press. Uh, as an, yeah. And he did his feet up pretty high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, lots of weight. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it if I was powerlifting. I mean, I don't see any – you know, I would – I, you know, I was telling Rob, Rob Wagner had uh, – I don't know if he changed my grip on the bar or whatever. And he goes, uh, I said, I got, I got to get used to this grip. And he goes, just, just put the bar on your back and stand around with it and walk around with it today. So I went out in the stadium and just walked around <laughs> with the bar on my back just to get used to that bar. I, so I started thinking, man, if you're training for a power to meet, I, I wouldn't do anything but have that bar either in my hands. So, I, you know, incline, overhead press, all barbell stuff, bent over rows, barbell. It becomes like part of you. You know, right. after a while. That's mm -hmm. right. That should, right? Yes. <clears throat> like uh, the quarterback who carries the football around with him all the time. Yeah. Yes.
Yeah, that's right. So say, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, John had another question here. What was, what was the question you wanted to ask about body fat percentages? That one's pretty interesting about oh, was, anabolic burst and all that. I was just curious if, if you've found throughout your years um, a certain body fat percent where you go down and then it rebounds you up a lot better than, say, going really down there. Because it sounds like bodybuilder lean, like for a show – kind of does a lot of damage to your hormones, everything, but is there like a sweet spot where it's like, Oh, get to about here. Then you can really come up nicely. And then when you get to a certain spot, okay, stop and drop back down. So you can kind of zigzag your way up the mountain body fat or body weight wise with the most muscle. Yeah. So, nice. so the elite yeah. bodybuilders, are, are you into like weighing your food? Cause that's yes. the degree of precision that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah so I would carb cycle, John. And that's okay. that's a zigzag diet. That's on your activity level days that are high. Your carbs are going to be higher on the days they're not. They're going to be lower. That way you're never having that high carb, high protein or high fat together where you're actually going to put on fat. And if you did, okay. if you did eat too much one day, the next day, you know, you got a low carb day. So it's coming off. So back and forth and back and forth. And, and it's not a hard diet to follow either. But it's precision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to weigh it. That, gotta... that, 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 that normal civilians are, yeah. are not willing to, to do. Yeah. So you box. So you have the discipline. So go for that, man. You know? Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But what, what percentage do you think he should come down to maximum? You know, I don't know. if he's after dieting. Talking, after talking to <laughs> Justin. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. 10% is when the bodybuilding look comes into play 10 10 percent nine percent that's when you got abs that's when all the fat disappears out from underneath the armpit mm, that's yep. when what else jim your yeah the waist strings become yep. divided love handles yeah yeah you got a split all of a sudden the split appears between your delt and your pec yeah 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 underneath yep yep instead On of the, the side fat, right it's that's gone uh you know when you've got your veinage comes up and that and 10 percent is maintainable that's like that's like a when you see a pro football player uh you know a defensive back with his shirt off yeah mm -hmm. right. that's right you're looking at 10 percent you know and if they're really lean they're eight percent but below that i mean come on that's kind of that's I mean, if you're going into a competition, I guess a bodybuilding competition, but you know, on competition day, a bodybuilder can't run 25 yards without falling over. No. And they look their best. Right. They're at their weakest. At their that's work. right. Yeah. You don't want that. I mean, that's, how does, that's how does the normal guy nowadays calculate his, his body fat percentile? Oh, um, well, they found mm -hmm. out, you know, you can do calipers and they actually have a caliper that can take one one measurement and they've showed that it's as, as accurate as the other, you know, where you do really? all the different measurements. Mm -hmm. Iron mind sells it. It definitely works. I, I bought it before you can do hydrostatic. You could do bod pod, you know, um, uh, isn't that bod pod? No. What is it? The one that Justin did? Yeah, well, one of the, well, you know, he's got, he's the, in the he's NFL. I mean, he's got the $250,000 table you lie down on. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had a bod the light, pod. The yeah. light goes over you and it goes beep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the, what Marty described, John, is, is when you know your body fat's getting to, if you don't want to go take it, you can just that's, look. That's what I was going to say. If, right. if, if your abs appear, you yeah. get 
the split in your pet and you know then you're like okay we're, we're down there right yeah yeah for sure and you're probably going to have to be what 15 pounds lighter i mean you don't you don't get that look and stay your current body weight that no. don't happen mm -hmm. but you can put muscle back on now after you get down there and put it back oh, wow. on Without. But it's a myth. It's a myth when the guys say, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to get ripped and I'm going to muscle up at the same time." Right. You're just revealing. You're revealing what's underneath. One way or the other. Yeah. You're either building mass or you're or you're trying to lean it out. You know. Um, yeah. Don't get don't get caught in the middle. Right. Jim, Jim are, are you doing a uh, summer shape up? This was one of our last podcasts. So summer shape up. What are you doing differently right now? Maybe I'll switch whiskey from Knob Creek. To... <laughs> that's, that's exactly I what I was going to say. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> no, not right now. I don't have any plans. I'm, I'm really enjoying a beer now. So I have to, uh, have to stop. I, that I've cut out alcohol for a while. I'll have a beer once in a while, but. I'm really digging this walk and I'll tell you what, and you know, last time we talked about this, I got a two and a half mile course around my neighborhood. I got this iWatch and I time it. Yeah. And each time I try to beat the, my yep. last time's time and I'm, and, and I'm doing this five times a week. Yep. And are you beating it? And I, yeah. Uh, the other day I was down to a 15 minute mile flat, the whole two and a half mile. That was the average. And Have you had a day where you didn't get better? Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes you get sometimes you get distracted, like you'll run into a neighbor or something or whatever. Oh, don't but, stop. You know that is stop and talk. You know that's stop and talk. Like, they come I'm running out. Man. Yeah, hey, also, also JP. There. Yeah. Keep keep this in mind. You can always go backwards. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. If you go the other direction, do the circuit in the other direction it's totally new it's totally different it's so yeah. weird i i do that i do that yeah, because cool. one that's cool in my neighborhood if you go to the end of the street and go right then you go up this grade there's a it's not a huge grade but i like to hit that first because it, what i find is when i am at my fastest walking like the other day when i did that 15 flat all the way through the front of my calves just start burning like hell and so if i attack this grade first usually i'm i'm good because then i'm done and they're not on fire by the time i get to that grade at the end so yeah i'll switch it around like that you're exactly right and and um go back like you said and nature always changes yeah yeah i always see deer and stuff like that it's pretty cool you know i had that that guy i trained with muay thai guy master k he was mm -hmm. up in Patterson, New Jersey. And, and I went and found him and went to his house and trained with him. And I said, and he's in this, he was probably 65, man, just great shape. I said, what's your daily routine? And he, he shadow boxes with knees and kicks like every morning, no matter what, for half hour. And then he goes to the local park and he walks and then he runs a hundred steps. Then he walks. So he walks for a certain amount of steps and then runs for a hundred steps. Then he'll shuffle. Then he'll backpedal. Then, you know, I don't, I don't think he was moving really fast, but all that stuff, well, challenges your body, it improves your kinesthetic awareness. 
Plus, it's probably burning more calories with the change in uh, movements, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and also the thing that he's doing is uh, he's retaining function. Like that that, that thing that your father talked about is uh, what running backwards, running backwards, walking backwards. Yeah. They they lose that. So guess what Marty works on when he goes out? (laughs) Does some backwards work. No, sir, baby, because I want to make sure I still got it. That's right. Right. And it just, you know, you go backwards as fast as you can, like, you know, five, eight steps. That's, that's all that's needed. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, it's funny. I think I can, I think I harness more of my power going backwards than I do going forward. Mm. And it strengthens the muscles around your knees. Uh, Yeah. 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 All of it. It's all, it's all good. But if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And you said that's what happened years ago. How many years ago was that? You that's a great story. I tell people that story all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah tell yeah. it. Oh, I just forgot. <laughs> I, I, my dog took off and attacked another dog. I've been a damn good runner. I was a good runner in high school. I was a blocking fullback. And watch out. You don't want to get in my way. And I just, we ran everywhere. We, we Everything we did, we either ran our bike or ran our bike. So sure. I was a good runner. And I just assumed, oh, and also I had been doing my little jog trotting, right? Yeah, yeah, not and intense. Re- re- really thought I was doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really what it was, was sightseeing. Yeah. Right, I, but I thought, oh yeah, I'm doing it now. 80, you know, 78%, you know, uh, and it was nothing. Anyway, the dog took off. I had to take off after because it attacked another dog and I had to break up and I went to run and it was just like, I was the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz. I was just frozen, <laughs> right? Like Stacy. What? And when I finally did start a run and I ran like a, like a goof, right? It was like, holy hell, I hope no one's looking at me. Yeah. This is terrible. It was and, a wake up call. It was a wake up call. I, and I assumed I had it. My job. But no, when it comes to real running. Yeah real running i mean we gotta go now well because when you did that i couldn't do it i could not do it okay well when was the last time you ran before that like 20 years earlier oh yeah 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 sprinted the last time i sprinted 30 years ago right and you know whatever that was probably on a bet yeah so that's interesting right. because your mindset in your mind, hey, I can still run, no problem. I used of to course. run all the time. You have no. this visualization. I'm an expert of, runner. Yes. I'm an expert runner. And then you go to actually do it and physically uh-huh. your 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 physical self doesn't match your uh-huh. mentality yeah. or what you're yeah. thinking in your head. Use it illusion. Jogging is not <laughs> running. That was what I learned. Jogging is not running. So anyway, but but we, I corrected it, and it was actually now I find sprinting is the most exhilarating thing I do. Yeah. At this stage of my life, it's to be able to go all out, you know. And you only last what six steps if at that top top speed. I kind of ease into each sprint. I don't you know I don't jackrabbit start anymore because that's where all the injuries occur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The start, there's a, when you do a violent start, right? And yeah. that's where I was pulling my hamstrings for years doing that. Yeah, you that. do the buildups. Do the buildups like you're doing. Yeah, just squeeze into it. Slow, slow, slow. That hit it, right? And, yeah, yeah, and if, yeah. there's, if there's any, un, unless I feel 1,000%, I don't hit it. And if when, I, when I'm going 100%, if any little thing occurs, I shut the effort down immediately. 
like a dragster, right? Like a drag race, a quarter mile dragster. And I'm, this is I can I can only do five right now. That's all I. Th that's all. This I can is manage. similar, Marty. That technique is similar to the deadlift, because one thing I noticed when uh, we were out at. Um, Virginia Beach <laughs> is when you're having these guys deadline. It's like a yeah. it's like a turbo lag. Okay, if you have a turbo car, you know when you yeah, mash the, the pedal. Yeah. yeah, when you mash the pedal, it doesn't take off all of a sudden. There's a slow yeah. build, and yeah. once that pressure starts to build, slack, then you take off. Taking a slack out. Right. Yeah. So different. Yeah, I always say this gives you a false start. It's like a guy that stopped at a red light, but I'm coming and I'm already driving when the red light changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no you hesitation. get a rolling start. Yeah. And I'm uh, yes, exactly. It's like a false start, you know, because the tension. But you're right. And no, I, I've I've only seen a couple of guys deadlift heavy and be able to jerk that weight off the ground. And I guarantee their careers don't last that long. Oh, you know, I see that a lot. Guys will just oh. run up and just step in front of it. And in a split oh. second, just jerk the thing off. There the ground. There I was watching. There was a guy at the gym the other day, right? And he's got like 600 on there on the yeah. deadlift. His feet are way too wide and he's doing a yep. conventional stance. But I ain't saying nothing. I ain't no. saying You know what? And I, go ahead. I was watching, I was watching some tapes of Lamar Gant. You know, he was okay. So he's the, the first and I think only guy to uh, deadlift five times his body weight. Now he was a light guy. He was what, Marty, in his 130s, 130, 130 pounds. But when you watch him, and he had severe scoliosis, but the tension that he yeah. before he even touches that bar, and as he comes down, he's coiling before he even touches the bar. Yeah. Then he grabs the bar, and that tension you could just tell is coiled up, and he slowly brings it up off the ground. And that was probably still to this day the best deadlifter in the world. You know, so contrast he wasn't with the running guy up to it. Yeah, with the guy yeah. I saw at the gym who was deadlifting and we all stopped to turn because he had a decent amount of weight on there and he, <laughs> you know how people marty you've seen that when guys come up and they shake the bar like oh, you yeah. know they, they pick it up sort of but they're not really picking it up they're just shaking it to get themselves yeah, fired bend up. it a little bit yeah. yeah well he was actually going and doing that and his his feet were way behind the ball i mean i was like what and he did that like four times and walked away what <laughs> is going like, on at your gym over I, there i'm gonna have to help him I'm all gonna, these stories Oh my God! Well, I wonder John trains in his basement. There's some really good lifters there, but then of course, just like everywhere else, there's guys that don't know what they're talking oh, we about. We see them. We see them when we go to powerlifting competitions. You see yeah. a lot of guys that pull over 600, and their techniques are terrible. Yeah. But yeah. you can't go back in time and correct them, right? They're 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 locked in at a certain point. You know, if you're pulling over 600 pounds, I, I can't. You know, and you're. 35 years old and you've been lifting for 10 years i can't rectify you know what i mean I, well they won't they won't let you because they won't let you say well now your max is 450 yeah yeah it doesn't work they're they're pretty ground in with what they're doing and they're successful at it yeah. and it's uh, i just uh, you, you know it's easier to work with kids yeah but that's <laughs> a new, new jersey wave analogy where 600 is a new jersey wave yeah it could be challenging but now do you want to go to the 700? Now we're, now we're in Hawaii. Now we yep. got to know everything. Now we got to do everything. Yep. Right. Yep. You know? yep. And John, yep. that's why you're really lucky, man. You got some good coaching and you've, and that's, you know, that's a key to you making all these gains. You're, you haven't yeah. been hamstrung by injuries and all this and making, not making progress because poor form, you know? 
Yeah. And it's good techniques to keep him safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. John, um, just can you briefly describe the process here doing online training with Marty? I'm just curious how the whole thing. Now, you've been doing it two years. So, I, I mean, do you guys talk strategy? Do you email back and forth text? Do you send videos, pictures? How do you guys let, do let, it? Let, now let, let, me, let me jump in here. He's, yeah. not a re- he's not a regular client of mine. Yeah. He, he, he checks in with me before he has a competition. Okay. He emails me where he's at. Uh, he might ask some specific information or some specific guidance, but he's not someone that I'm dealing with every week and that we're doing videos back and forth. Okay. This is a situation. He's, he's a competitive athlete who, you know, will, will seek some guidance from me when he has something on his radar. Right. And this is how it's always been, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, so you're getting the you're getting the guidance from Marty when you need it in different situations. So, I mean, he's that's a lot. He's a lot more developed right. than most of the people I work with. Most of the people I work with, they need me to tell them the next step. He doesn't. He knows well, what he's, he's doing. Too. He's looking yeah. to me to maybe, hey, you know, this or that specifically, or that or this, kind of a you know a technical overview uh does that sound accurate yeah yeah it does and and also it 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 helps if i have like something in my mind it's like is this sound right or not i can always ask marty and then it's either yep you're on the right track tweak here or no no you should be doing this and yeah uh, yeah before competitions we'll usually get on a call and set the set the numbers and then i'll work backwards from there and um, I check in every couple weeks and how many, it's also how many, how many uh, successful attempts did you make at the competition out of nine awesome uh, this last one seven the one before that I went nine for nine for the first time okay and mm-hmm. then seven for nine the this last time. time what did you miss yep. uh, a bench and a deadlift what were they uh, bench three twelve and deadlift five, whatever the around five twenty is. For right, what and, you but you in. had had um, sickness. Yeah, stomach virus. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I I couldn't get the weight back on, but I still had a great meet comparatively to what I've been doing. So yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Seven for nine on a on a sick day. Absolutely. Yeah, and the first meet was out of you. John, what did you do on the first meet? You were- oh, the, the very first meet I did, it was, uh, I did only six for nine, but it was a, it was an online meet. It was one of those just record yourselves. <laughs> it was back yeah, in, sure. in fall of 20. So it was yeah. like, you know, you sign up, it's free. You, you submit your videos and they'll tell you if you got it. And, you know, so you just do it in the basement. And yeah. my, my girl's uh, birthday, joint birthday party was in a couple hours. So. <laughs> I was just like, ah, I guess I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, I ran it like a training session, not like a meet with hours between. So probably a lot better if I had more time, but it was still, yeah, it was still fun. And, and it let yeah, me no, know, Hey, good. I'm on the yeah. right track. And I hit two PRs there that, so that day in a, in a, I think at the time of PR total. So 
hey, I was good to go. And I was like, all right, I'm 100% bought in. Let's let's rock and roll. And what's what are you thinking about in the future? Um, probably October, September for a meet. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'd like to hit 500 squat, yeah. 330-ish bench and maybe 550 on the deadlift. Good. Do it, do it, man. And, you know, you're smart doing all these competitions. And, listen, don't take this in a bad way. Before you get too strong, because you can't do a lot of competitions when you're super strong. But now that you're developing and each time you're getting better, the experience that you're getting in these meets is 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 great, man. It's going to really help you. You know, do you guys think that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, John, what do you want to take your body weight up to for that? Um, kind of depends on on this summer, how how lean I can get. But yeah. I ideally even if I was between two weight classes, but I was feeling good and strong, I'd stay between, but mm. ultimate goal would be pushing 250 plus. Nice. Nice. Well, Do it while you're Mar young, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm six feet and Marty has always said he want he should have got me up to 400 pounds. So you yeah. being five ten, what do you think Marty? 370 for him? Oh no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If he ever got to 240 with, um, that 10 percent body fat what is your wife go ahead be an adonis up there in uh where are you at up in belfont just north of penn state yeah you're up by state college yeah 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 you'd be the uh you'd be the dark haired adonis of state college at 240 does your wife lift with you john does she does she no 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 she she's a vet too so she likes to to jog here and there and um you know, but she doesn't, she doesn't really lift. What's One time mean? we tried that, it didn't go well. <laughs> That's, what, do you, what does she think about you getting so much bigger? She likes it. She says I'm softer and uh, to lay on and uh, makes her good. look small. Well, if we're just kind of sitting on the couch and she puts her head on me, it's like I'm, I'm more comfortable than if I'm tight. And uh, it makes her look smaller by comparison. So that sounds go. good. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't really care, is what you're saying? No, no, she likes me bigger too, because then I'm less picky about what I eat. There you go. <laughs> All right, good stuff, man. We good, JP? Yeah, I think we're good. John, did you? Uh, now's your chance, brother. You got any more questions or anything before we wrap it up? No, this was great. I took a lot of notes, and uh, and it was a it was a great time. Well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, that carb cycling. Uh, look up. Uh, Shelby Starnes carb cycling and it'll be on uh, T Nation and he, he okay. have, you have the uh, equations that you can use to figure out your carbs and all that. Excellent, thank you. Yeah. And then John, you're a uh, you're an author. Why don't you talk about that? Where can people find your your stuff? Now I was you got <laughs> a, a bunch of how many books you got? Cuz you got a bunch. I have um, a novel series that's six books and uh, two short story, little nonlinear series. So you can pick any one of them and each have about five or six stories in there. That's great. Um, you know, you know, Jim, I think you would like some of this for your cardio train because I was looking at him yesterday. He's got stuff about, you know, the apocalypse, the lost civilization, secret know, missions. Yep. This is your kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should get together and. Depress, sort each of, uh... depress each other marty yeah <laughs> well what's uh you got anything new coming out uh yeah i've got 
one coming out in probably June called the Knights of old. And it would essentially be if, uh, if the, say the three Musketeers while they were doing their duty for the queen, were trying to figure out if how much was true of say King Arthur's legend and the mystical and, and paranormal aspects of that get, get brought in. So it's not those characters, but that's probably the easiest way to explain it to someone. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw from for putting these stories together? Uh, just stuff I watched as a kid. A lot of times raised on, okay. you know, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, how do I take a Western story, put a spin on it? Um, I was raised Catholic. Well, still am Catholic and uh, taking some of those biblical stories and themes and kind of tweaking them and putting them in there as the paranormal parts of things to kind of just make it a, a, a more original Western as opposed to just the same old Western book. Hmm. Okay. And then how do we find all these books on Amazon? Um, my Insta- He's yeah, got his own yeah. page. He's got his own yeah. page. Just go to, yeah. what, what do you punch in? I mean, uh, well, John the, the main novel is uh, Sins of a Father. And if you do that by John Roy, it'll come up. My Instagram, uh, John underscore Roy underscore four, four, six, um, all my, there's a link to my books there. And, and just about each week I put one up for free on Amazon. So there's always something you could grab for free to take a, right. take a read and see if you like it. They're all kind of being the same genre. That's awesome. man. And then on Instagram, you got, uh, lifting stuff and videos and things, right? Yeah, I try to post something every day just to keep the, the page moving. So if it's right. maybe my top lifts or or something about my writing or, uh, you know, Mother's Day was recent. So threw up some Mother Day stuff. So just kind of, but mostly just lifting or, or about writing. All right. And again, that was at John underscore Roy uh, underscore four, four, six to check him out on Instagram. And then uh, you can also check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at Iron Company. You can find his latest article. And we just posted this this week. It's getting a lot of uh, good comments and uh, a lot of people were into it. It's called Gallagher's Goat, Top 10 Greatest Power Lifts of All Time. And this is stuff with, um, you know, Paul Anderson. This is interesting because when Marty talks about some of this stuff, like the Paul Anderson squats uh, 900 pounds, I mean, Marty was actually there for some of this stuff, <laughs> you know. So this isn't hearsay. This is actual an actual personal account at the beginning of, of the time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's got Big Jim Williams in there, Lamar Gant, Dan Wobler, and, uh, all kinds. Kirk Kowalski, of course, Ed Cohn. So my check dinner, that out. My my dinner guest tonight. Yes, yeah. you're having dinner with Ed Cohn. I can't wait to hear what that's all about, but uh, tell, tell him we said hi and ask him if he'll come on again. We love having him on. Last time he was telling us about the nude beach he went to and all that. That was <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ed Cohn at the nude beach. Yep. Him and oh. O.D. Wilson. Nice. Right. O.D. Wilson. And uh, they also met Sting. Sting was playing tennis and bought him a drink. Naked? No. Oh. Oh man! In, and, uh, Melbourne, uh, and this was in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, 
That's awesome. And uh, since 1997, Iron Company has been your one-stop shop for gym equipment and flooring solutions for garage gyms, multi-unit housing, commercial gyms, and military installations. You need it. You need some rubber flooring. You need a, a custom squat rack, power cage, whatever you need. We got it. Check it out, ironcompany.com. We got Marty's website. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, your Instagram is at the Marty Gallagher. Okay. And then your website that you uh, you co-own with uh, your, your <laughs> wife there is functional-strength.org. Lots of stuff. It's, it, none of the stuff that we have, it's all separate. So he's got a lot of good articles on there uh cooking stuff he's always getting into the green egg and doing all kinds of crazy stuff with that oh, i bought a grill oh dude i bought a traeger marty uh and jp a smoker um it's got the wi-fi is it the one you showed me send us some pictures dude i will i have to put it together so that's that's another thing we'll see what happens with that but we got my daughter one of those for um for Christmas and I was helping uh, them put it together. These things are crazy. I mean, it's got apps. You can go to the store and monitor the, the internal temperature of the meat yeah. and time yeah. it just perfectly and all that. Pretty advanced. Yeah. Outdoor or indoor? Outdoor. Outdoor, outdoor. baby. Outdoor. One of those, well, like those guys have those channels on YouTube. I, have, I don't have any idea. My buddy's been sending me tons of how to do this. And I can't, I don't have the heart to tell him I haven't put it together yet, but uh, <laughs> you know, about smoking stuff, but it's a, uh, yeah, man, it's outdoor wood uh, wood chips or whatever you call them. Yeah, well, it's called wood chips, Jimmy. That's what we use. Don't, yeah. don't use anything the else. pellets, right? Pellets, yeah, yeah. Pellets, oh, even pellets. better. Oh, pellets, okay. Yeah. 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 This is a, this is I quit school because of recess. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, new Jim Steele articles can be found on uh, the Iron Company article section. Jim, we're about ready for a new article here. Yeah, the, the current one is Deadlifts put- for Life. Okay, what's coming up? It's a it's a transformation stuff, but most of it's on mindset to dieting, you know, mindset, okay. <laughs> different things you say to yourself. I could use that. Little, little tricks and stuff. And then I have some samples of how you can set up a diet. I'm not telling you what to eat, but I'm saying how you, how you could set it up and uh, keep losing it without, you know, dropping a bunch and gaining it back and stuff like that. So I'm just putting it in 24 font right now for you, JP. <laughs> Oh, 24. Okay. Yeah, we're going up, baby. The sky's the limit on the font. It'll be 97 pages this time. Yeah. Wow. Jim sure was really use, creative on this one. Be sure to use bold in all caps. Oh, all caps drives me nuts. You're, Ricky Dale Crane used to do that. I was like, dude. Can you on. do spell check before you send that to me? I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Are you editing it or not? I mean, I, I you know, I, mean, <laughs> I do spell check as I go. I I hit the the spell check and the thing lights up in red. Oh, it's full. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so that's coming. That'll probably be n- next week, I would say. And yep. uh, you you can also check out the. Uh, the uh, wonderful escapades of Jim Steele at bossbarbell.com. That's B-A-S barbell.com. And uh, I'm sure his Traeger will be up there sooner than than later. The column I just put up was how, just how great football teaches you stuff in life. Football. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Starting with with the the horrors of summer practice. Ooh, two a days. days. Oh my God. Yep. Hated that. All right. 
Okay, guys. Gave you, gave, gave you a frame of reference for later in life, though. It, it, I mean, it's a micro yes, it did. of, of life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm All driving right. down the road yesterday. You ever heard Kenny Chesney's song about football? I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't Dude, think I have. When no. you listen to it, now, I'm not a Kenny Chesney fan. He's sort of soft, but that song is about the boys of fall and he talks about getting ready for a game. He talks about wearing your Jersey down the hallway on Fridays. I'm freaking crying, putting on my sunglasses, <laughs> driving down the road. My son keeps looking at me. I'm, I'm just like, anyway, <laughs> Swerve it. Oh, I'm going to listen to it now. So smell of the I'll let you know. And all that uh, stuff, man. Uh, mm. man we gotta go. gotta go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, John. All right, guys. My guys. Thank stay you. On. Yeah, uh, man. Appreciate it. Good, good job. Thanks, John.